Hello, welcome to Daily Show Podcast, your new source for movie-related news, including movies premiering this week, box office numbers, DVD Blu-ray streaming releases, and any noteworthy developments in the movie world. It's October 13th, 2017. I'm Michael, and with me is Shannon. Hi, everyone. Hey, Michael. What's opening in theaters this weekend? The Foreigner is opening this week. Quan, played by Jackie Chan. A humble businessman with a secret past seeks vengeance when his daughter is killed in an act of terrorism. In his relentless search for the identity of the terrorists, Quan is forced into a cat-and-mouse conflict with a British government official, Pierce Brosnan, whose own past may hold clues to the identity of the elusive killers. Okay, sounds interesting. Unfortunately, right now it only has 57% on the tomato meter. But that's only out of 37 Reviews. So. Okay. Oh, when I looked earlier in the week, it actually had a pretty high rating. I guess it just didn't have that many reviews yet. Guess not. Also out this weekend, Marshall. Director Reginald Hudlin's Marshall is based on an early trial in the career of Supreme Court Justice Thurgood Marshall. It stars Chadwick Boseman, who is known for playing Black Panther in the Marvel movie. I don't actually remember Black Panther. Which movie was... The only one we've seen him in so far is Civil War, but he is going to have a part in the new Avengers movie, and I believe he's having his own uh, Black Panther movie as well, which I I don't remember if that comes out before or after the Avengers. Well, this one is rated 85% on Spanometers, so... That sounds interesting. Yeah, of course. Thurgood Marshall is a great subject matter. Also opening this week, Happy Death Day. A woman played by Jessica Roth gets murdered and then has to relive her death over and over again until she discovers who killed her. It's directed by Christopher Landon, who did Paranormal Activity. The marked ones. This sounds like Groundhog Day horror movie version. It does. That's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. So I don't really like horrors, but. Is it funny too, though? If it was funny, it might be. Yeah, it's darkly humorous, it says. So it might be alright. Yeah, it might be worth watching. Yeah. Um, I am a big fan of Groundhog Day. 68% on the tomato meter. Also opening this week, Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. Uh, This is a story behind the guy who created Wonder Woman and the women he loved. Sounds like a little bit of a sordid story. I believe it is. What are the... Oh, 90% on the tomato meter. And 61 reviews. Yeah. So, I guess it's well made. Yeah. I mean, I... I I had heard something about that guy and the way he lived. Um, Definitely alternative lifestyle. All right. And finally, opening wide this weekend, Gnome Alone. Chloe and her mom are moving again. Forced to move to a decrepit old house filled with garden gnomes, Chloe soon discovers that this house is hiding something terrifyingly big. While home alone after school, Chloe and a nosy neighbor named Liam discover that the gnomes are actually alive. 
This is an animated film from the director of The Nut Job. I liked The Nut Job, even though I don't think it got good reviews. I really don't remember The Nut Job. Did we? Yeah, There's I a sequel too, one, right? One of those forgettable kids' movies. Yeah, there is. I don't. Did we see it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even remember. Um, no tomato meter on this yet, so it's probably not a good sign. So out in limited release this weekend, Super Powerless, about a guy who used to be a superhero, but is now just an average guy since his superpowers are diminishing. I kind of want to see that. Sounds like it could be funny. Yep, or heartwarming. Goodbye, Christopher Robin is out this week. This is about the relationship between beloved children's author A.A. Milne and his son Christopher Robin, whose toys inspired the magical world of Winnie the Pooh. I would love to see that. Big fan. Of Winnie the Pooh. Yes. Also out in limited release, Breathe. This is the directorial debut of Andy Serkis. It stars Andrew Garfield and Claire Foy and tells the story of Robin Cavendish, who becomes paralyzed from the neck down by polio at age 28. I believe that is a heartwarming story. As they... I'm sure it is, but I don't think I want to go through it. <laughs> the Meyerowitz Stories, new and selected. This film stars Adam Sandler, Ben Stiller, Dustin Hoffman, and Emma Thompson. It follows a group of dysfunctional adult siblings trying to live in the shadow of their father. It's directed and written by Noah Baumbach, who did The Squid and the Whale. Yeah, and we enjoyed that. I mean, I did. You liked it, right? I liked it. Yeah. So, I will definitely want to see this at some point. Yeah, me too. It's a good cast. Yeah, it's a very good cast. Um, it sounds like more themes from, from maybe from this guy's life. Um, divorce and and whatnot his stuff is a little bit depressing but i i feel like it, it's also kind of, it's very like intelligently written um the characters are always really strong what else did he do francis ha which i haven't seen and um margo at the wedding okay uh, Oh yeah, the one with Jennifer Jason Leigh and, and Nicole Kidman. That was a weird movie. Oh, I thought it was the one with... Um... Yeah, there were two that came out the same year with like Wedding in the title or something like that, right? What's her name? Princess Diaries, right? I mean, I, I know her from Brokeback Mountain. Yep, that too. Um, yeah, I forget her name right now too. It's not coming to me. But yeah, there's another movie. from. It came out like... It might have been like the same season. I believe it was. And it was it had wedding in the title, so it's it's that's why I had to look and see which one this was. Margo at the wedding. I think I liked the other one actually a little bit more. This one was a little weirder. <laughs> the characters, the characters are not often super likable, although they're still usually somewhat sympathetic. And now let's take a sponsor break. Hey, do you like knowing what time it is? Yes. Well, you should buy a Rolex watch then, because watches tell you what time it is. What time is it? Rolex time. Hey, Michael, any news this week? Yeah, there's a few news items. Disney has shelved Gigantic, a film that was to be released in 2020 and was to have been an update on Jack on the Beanstalk involving Jack befriending a female giant. It was to have been directed by Inside Out co-writer 
Meg Lafave, and Nathan Greno, with songs by Frozen songwriters Robert Lopez and Kirsten Anderson Lopez. Yeah, I read about this too. It sounded like they had been working on it for years, so that seems like, I don't know, it seems crazy to me to scrap the whole thing. But I, I was also reading that they said that this happens from time to time. They work on these things, and it turns out that it's not coming together, and they just scrap it. And I guess the I guess there's always a possibility that they'll relook at it and bring it back out. But at least for right now, it's it's shelved, and there's no immediate plans to release it. Also in the news this week, I read that Disney Movies Anywhere is opening up to other studios. It actually might have happened already. Like today, I think they released a new app or something. I'm not sure. 20th Century Fox, Warner Brothers, and Universal Pictures are among the major studios joining the service. And the service has been rebranded as Movies Anywhere. This is great. I love Disney Movies Anywhere. It used to be so annoying I'd buy a movie on Amazon then I couldn't watch it on the Apple TV or whatever like once Disney movies anywhere came out all of my Disney movies were on all of the services that I have an account on and I can watch them on any devices I wanted you know it was great so I'm really happy that other studios are joining this yeah it sounds like really good news so this week the trailer for The Last Jedi the new Star Wars movie premiered and did you watch it? I did watch it, and it was... So did I. It was exciting. Yeah, it was awesome. Looking forward to the movie. It looks great. Uh, we could probably talk about it for hours and hours. <laughs> we could, but there was a lot more news. Like, Apple has signed a content deal with producer Steven Spielberg to reboot the 1980s sci-fi drama Amazing Stories. The deal, which is expected to include 10 episodes, is part of a larger pact with NBC Universal, which owned the rights to the anthology series. Did you ever watch that when it was originally on? No, I never watched it. No, neither did I, but maybe it will be good. So this week, Zach Penn refuted rumors that he was rebooting or remaking The Matrix. The movie he's working on will be set in the same universe, but it's not a reboot or a remake. It's in very early development right now. So I didn't know they were doing another Matrix movie. Yeah, he's definitely working on one. Sounds better, a better idea to just have something in the same universe than a reboot or a remake. Those movies aren't very old and they were, I mean, the first one was really good. So recently at New York Comic Con, Hulu unveiled a trailer for their upcoming series, Castle Rock, produced by J.J. Abrams, adapted from multiple Stephen King stories. I watched the trailer. It didn't really um, show too much detail, you know, like, it didn't show much stories. It was a lot of, like, quick jumps between different scenes. It looked really good and really interesting. There really is a lot of Stephen King stuff yeah, being adapted. a lot. Right now. I guess it's good that he's so prolific. Yeah. Also at New York Comic Con, Amazon released a trailer for their new series adapted from Philip K. Dick short stories. It's called Philip K. Dick's Electric Dream and will be an anthology series. Some are comparing it to Black Mirror. I hope it's not quite as dark as Black Mirror. I feel like Philip K. Dick in general is he's a little bit dark, but a little more hopeful than most of Black Mirror. So I'm hoping that that comparison isn't, you know, too close. Yeah, let's hope so. I've read a lot of short stories of Philip K. Dick's. A lot of them are really like 
they're raw, they seem almost unfinished, but they have such brilliant ideas that, yeah, and there's so many of them, they can definitely do a lot of a lot of seasons of this, probably. Uh, John Carpenter's next Halloween movie is a direct sequel to the original Halloween. So uh, I was looking a little into this. Uh, I guess this is like the 10th sequel, uh, wow. but they're going to ignore everything in between uh, the first one and this one. So I guess there were direct sequels to the original Halloween, and there was also uh, a reboot back in about 10 years ago, yeah, which had a sequel. That. And so... Wait, was that the H2O one or something? No. No? Oh. No, H2O was... I thought that was... No, it wasn't a reboot. It still had, it had Jamie Lee Curtis, and it was a continuation of, I think, the story of the first two movies, Halloween 1 and Halloween 2. So John Carpenter directed the first movie. I think he wrote and produced the second movie, and then I think maybe he produced the third movie, and then he had no involvement uh, until this most recent one that they're working on now. So in an interview, he said that it's going to be maybe in like a parallel universe, and it's going to be a direct sequel to the original one, ignoring all of the events in between. Um, also this week we found out that Iron Fist will be in the second season of Luke Cage. Entertainment Weekly had a first look photo, uh, a still, a production still from the next season. There were no other details, it just showed, you know, the actors together, Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Uh, we don't know, you know, how big the role is or anything like that, but you know, there is a lot of precedent for this. Apparently there was a comic series, Power Man and Iron Fist, where they worked together. So he could have a major role in this. Yeah, I've, I heard that they uh, did work together a lot in the comics, and that was kind of the big pairing. That's what made them both more popular, maybe. Um, and I also, I know that the Iron Fist series was seen by a lot of people as the first kind of failure of the Marvel Netflix ones. A lot of people didn't seem to like Iron Fist as much as yeah, I wonder if they're going to make or... him more likable. But I think that's he was a bit of a whiny brat. No, no, he was, and I, but I think that's I I kind of thought that was part of what they were going for. Like he's yeah. he's kind of ridiculous a little bit. Yeah. In the in the original yeah, thing. Yeah, no, it actually would make me laugh when he would when he would give those whole long drawn out I'm the Iron Fist, the blah 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 of the blah blah. Right, blah, and talking blah, about blah. his chi. It, yeah. I I, I, it I think funny. I, I think, think it, I think it was supposed I think he was supposed to be right. annoying. Right. And you weren't supposed to like him. I I mean, hopefully he'll become more of a character that's more likable. I thought I thought he was a little more likable in the Defenders. Yeah, well, there was less of him, so it might have just been that. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He might have been more likable. But I'm glad that they're doing another Luke Cage series. I enjoyed the first season, and I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised that Iron Fist is getting another season. But I think I read that as well. Hmm. Okay. We're not surprised, but it, I I didn't know if they would immediately say another one was coming out, but I think they did. All right, new to streaming services this week. Uh, this week, FX got a few titles. Star Trek Into Darkness from 2013, X-Men Days of Future Past, and The Wolf of Wall Street. Hulu got Signs 
Yeah, that's it. They mostly have TV shows. Amazon Prime got season five of The Americans, Romper Somber. That was um, Russell Crowe's breakthrough movie. Right. Fifty First Dates, Big Fish, Midnight in Paris, and My Girl. Netflix got To Kill a Mockingbird and Skylanders Academy season two. Also coming out today is Mindhunter, a new Netflix series produced by David Fincher and Charlize Theron. Set in 1979, Mindhunter revolves around two FBI agents who interview imprisoned serial killers in order to understand how such criminals think and apply this knowledge to solving ongoing cases. So are we going to watch that? I kind of want to. Sounds interesting. Alright, one more thing to watch. And what one of these movies do you think is the best that if anybody hadn't seen any of them, what would you recommend first? I don't know. I liked X-Men Days of Future Past. Which that one was, was that again? That's the one where they time travel. Is that the one with, um... It's the one with... It's the one where they join both casts of the, uh, And they go back to, like, the 70s with Wolverine and yep. stuff? Okay. Yeah. No, I did like that one. Yeah, that was one of the better X-Men movies. Um, I would say... I also... I enjoyed Big Fish. I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't seen it in ages. But I like that movie, too. My and, Girl is a classic. Yeah, everybody loves My Girl. But it'll make you cry. Oh, why? Um, Are there any sad scenes in it? <laughs> just just one. All right. Leaving Netflix by the end of the month, Bones Season 5 through 11, Louie Season 1 through 5, and Hotel Transylvania 2. Not too much. That Most of that stuff happens at the beginning of the month. All right, so the weekend box office numbers are here. And number one was Blade Runner 2049 with a weekend gross of $32 million. And that was its first weekend, right? Yes, it was. The Mountain Between Us was number two with about $10.5 million, and that's also its first weekend. I don't really know what the expected box office, but that's probably... Yeah, Good I mean, for that. I don't think the reviews were that great, so I think that's a decent decent amount. It still on there at number three. Wow, it's really doing well. Yeah, it was two last week, dropped down to number three, and it had almost $10 million. And that's its fifth weekend. Yeah. Uh, My Little Pony, the movie, which we saw this weekend, uh, its first weekend, and that had about $9 million in fourth place. Not bad. And the Kingsman, the Golden Circle, dropped down to number five. It was number one last weekend. Now it's got 8.6 million. All right. And that's the weekend box office. And that's our show. If you have any feedback, you can email us at feedback at dailiesshow.com. Our Facebook page is Dailies Show. Our Twitter account is Dailies Show Pod. Our website is dailiesshow.com. Hope you enjoyed the show and speak at you next time. Goodbye now.